You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 45. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week, in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we took a look at Caldwell Partners International, symbol CWL on the TSX. It's a traditional executive search firm specializing in recruiting executives for full-time and advisory roles on behalf of its clients. The company posted a breakout strong quarter this week, and the stock, which trades in the $1.15 range, also pays a 6.7% dividend. That's a juicy dividend. Is it a buy, sell, or hold? We'll let you know. Our star of the week is Unisync Corp, UNI on the TSX Venture. It specializes in the production and distribution of highly technical protective garments, protective garments, military operating clothing, and accessories for a broad spectrum of federal, provincial, and municipal governments, departments, and agencies. The company also provides customer-focused uh, corporate apparel for Air Canada, Shoppers Drug Mart, TELUS, and many more corporate clients. The stock is up 20% in the past three weeks alone. What is driving the surge? We'll let you know. Finally, our dog of the week is Invictus MD Strategies Corp. Symbol G-E-N-E on the TSX Venture or Gene. It owns and operates two cannabis production facilities, both with sales licenses under the ACMPR in Canada, with the vision of producing a variety of high-quality and low-cost cannabis products to the global market, as regulations permit. The company even lists Gene Simmons the legendary rock, from the legendary rock band KISS as its chief evangelist officer. The stock has fallen 20% over the past three weeks. Is it a dog, or are we seeing an opportunity? Now let's dig into the show. I welcome back my co-host, Keystone's senior VP and analyst, senior analyst, Aaron Dunn. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I am excellent. How is the week treating you? Busy week? Been busy. Been very busy. As you know, we've been working on a cannabis sector report for our clients, which should be out in the next couple of weeks. So been very focused on that. Over 100 companies we're covering in that report and basically just giving our subscribers, the investors, uh, a solid overview of the sector in terms of what they should expect once legalization occurs, the size of the sector, who are the main players, and what are the opportunities and risks. So there's a lot of work to be done there, but it's, uh, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's over 100 companies. We're really sorting the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. Uh, looking back at companies' histories, where they came from, uh, if they came from the mining industry, if they came from uh, within the cannabis industry, just to see where the management teams have been. Digging in a little bit to the fundamentals of the businesses to see if anybody out there is actually profitable. 
and then uh, projections going forward to see what they can do with the if it's a producer or a grower, uh, or if they're in the medical space, or if they're financing the sector. You know, it is a broad range of companies that have exposure to that sector, and basically going through every company in Canada, it's quite an undertaking, and I think. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting report, to say the least. If you're somebody who is interested in investing in the cannabis sector in Canada, then this is a report that you have to read. I would say so as well. For sure, I'd second that. Now, we're going to look at our Your Stock, Our Take segment. Uh, it's a company called Caldwell Partners International. We got a question from Terrence in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He said, it's a company you've covered in the past, if I'm not mistaken, the stock put out what appear to be great results this week. He said, what are your thoughts? Well, Terrence, you are not mistaken. It is a company we have covered in the past. We uh, clipped a good dividend on it for a number of years, uh, made a gain, and got out. Uh, the company did release a solid quarter this week, so let's take a look. It's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. Caldwell Partners International, symbol CWL in the TSX, current price about $1.15. Market cap is just under $25 million. So what does the company do? Like I said, they're an executive search firm specializing in recruiting executives for full-time advisory roles on behalf of its client. They concentrate on activities, uh, the activity of locating to fill senior executive positions and senior executive advisory positions within a company. So what are the key points that we look at at the company here? Well, very strong recent financials. In fact, just released uh, a day ago, uh, leading to about a 10% jump in the stock price. Now, what do these numbers entail? Well, about a 24% growth in revenues in the first quarter, up to $18 million. Net income really surged about 340% to just under a million. And adjusted EBITDA came in at $1.7 million, up from $1.1 in the same period of the last year. Now, the Q3 results marked uh, a new high watermark for revenue for the business. They were very strong. And uh, the third quarter, it represented new bookings going forward and revenue the records for a single quarter in the company's history. So the business is also positioned well heading into the fourth quarter. Now, a couple of notes on this business because we do know it quite well. It looks incredibly cash rich with cash and cash equivalents of over 16 million or almost two thirds of the market cap in cash. But we have to dial that sentiment back a little bit. The company holds compensation payable of over, you know, just under 16 million. And it estimates its unencumbered cash or a figure closer to working capital at just 8.6 million, which is still good, but roughly half the cash that you see sitting there on the books. Uh, trailing PE is in the range of 10, which is attractive based on the last quarter. And if the growth continues, it certainly looks undervalued. But this has been our issue with the company. It has historically produced one, two, or three solid quarters in a row where you see some growth only to be followed by a week one or two or three. In other words, the company is lumpy and consistent historically. On the bright side, like I said, there's a very strong dividend yield here, 6.7%. Uh, it's not guaranteed, but it's very stable at present, and it has been for a number of years. Uh, the company should have a strong fourth quarter this year and sets up for a decent potential trade. Uh, the comments from management going into the quarter were positive, 
but we have no visibility beyond Q4, and that's always been the rub with this company. The stock is likely undervalued, and like I said, is an option for a trade, but the inconsistency, lack of liquidity, and long-term earnings growth uh, keeps us on the sidelines right now. Certainly interesting, better than a lot of companies that we see out there, but right now we would just hold your position, or we're not really buyers at this stage unless you're looking at it, like I said, as a, more of a trade. I'm glad you made the point, Ryan, of of dissecting their cash balance and, and highlighting that because really as an investor, as a fundamental investor, if you want to do financial statement analysis, which for us is absolutely key to researching a company, it's not the only part of researching a company, but it is it is a key part of researching the company. But if you want to do that, you really need to understand the financial statements and how they work and dissect the different elements of the financial statements and really go into the footnotes as well. Because oftentimes things are not always what they appear to be. Uh, in this case, you know, they have cash, which is not all theirs. Um, in other cases, a company could have earnings, which is not really based on economic uh, profitability. So it's, it, it's, it's great that you, that you made that point. Yeah, and it's something to look at. And like you said there, they can literally, a company can have earnings that's really not, you know, it looks like a top-line earnings number, but, you know, it could have a non-controlling interest that is actually due those earnings. And, and you know, the actual shareholders don't get that. And we and we see that uh, more, we see that more than you'd think. So you have to factor all those things in and really take a close look at the financial statements. As for Caldwell, I mean, it's a good situation. It's probably better than you know 90% of the companies on the TSX venture. We just have to break that out and show that you know it's not as cash rich as it really looks, and you know there has been a history of lumpiness, and that's just we just get that from watching the company for over a decade. Uh, it give, it has that good yield. So if you're satisfied with that, it's something that you you know a, a small cap or micro cap investor may want to look at. But it's not something that is on our buy list at present. Now we're going to look at our star of the week, and it's Unisync Corp. And I'm going to let Aaron take that away. From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. Star. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, yes, Unisync Corp. The symbol is UNI, and it trades on the TSX Venture Exchange Right now, trading at a share price of $4.05, a market cap of $54 million. The stock was trading at about $3.40 on June 28th, and in the last two weeks, it's risen 20%. So what does Unisync do? Well, they have two business segments, Unisync Group and Peerless Garments. Unisync Group is a, is a customer-focused provider of corporate apparel. So some of the companies that they work for, some of the brands are Air Canada, Home Hardware, Perlator, Shoppers Drug Mart, and Telus. And their other subsidiary, Peerless Garments, specializes in the production and distribution of highly technical, protective garments used uh, typically by military um, and other, other segments of the, of the government, such as municipal workers, uh, federal and provincial workers as well. So this is, is typically high-performance uh, garments. What's driving the stock? Well, on June 28th, coinciding with the beginning of the share price surge, Unisync's wholly owned subsidiary Unisync Group received the top award within the, the category of Best Design for Corporate Clothing for the recently launched apparel package for 25,000 plus domestic and international employees of Air Canada. So that, that gives them great uh, recognition in the industry. They, they have a large contract here. They've obviously executed it on it, on it well, and they've received uh, recognition for that. 
more important to us is how does this how how is this success actually translating to the financial results overall? So the company issued their Q1 results on May 3rd. Excellent financial performance. Revenue was 36.4 million, up 167% year over year. Net income was 6.4 million compared to a net loss of 300,000 in the same quarter in the previous year. On a diluted per share basis, that's 48 cents in net income compared to a loss of two cents. And adjusted EBITDA was 9.5 million compared to only 0.2 million in the in the same period in the previous year. I'll just read a, a key quote from management regarding the results. The improvement in net income reflects a return to more normal gross profit margins following a significant and sustained period of reduced margins margins caused by a precipitous drop in the value of the Canadian dollar and its consequent effect on our cost of goods purchased offshore. The proven effect of economies of scale associated with greater absorption of fixed costs with increase in revenue also played a large role in the improved profitability. So essentially what they're saying here is that they've their profitability improved due to foreign exchange and then also operating leverage as their revenues have increased. Looking at the at the earnings on a trailing 12 months basis, the company has produced has reported 55 cents in earnings per share. So that puts the valuation at about 7.4 times. EBITDA was 95 cents per share over the past year, which puts the valuation at just over four times. This appears to be very affordable considering the company's earnings. This combined with the company's excellent growth numbers make that make Unisync this week's star. We do have to caution, however, that this is just one quarter. We, we like those numbers. We're going to continue to follow the stock. We're going to dig further into them, but it's just one quarter. So depending upon what we come up with our research, this may or may not be something that is recommended to our clients in the near future. Yeah, and Unisync is actually a company that uh, almost a uh, you know a decade ago we recommended to our clients. We bought uh, in the you know dollar fifty range and ended up selling around three dollars. So it did well on it. It paid a dividend at that stage too, um, which you know served our clients very well. Uh, they'd gone through some lean times over the past several years. Uh, this quarter was a real breakthrough for the business. And, uh, you know, it puts it back on our radar, and we're certainly looking at it now. Uh, if there was any level of sustainability there, then, you know, it would, it would be a company that we'd look at closely. Uh, it does have some lumpiness to the earnings, kind of like the company we were talking about, Caldwell, in the past segment. Uh, and, you know, if it can smooth out that and, 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 you know, through the economies of scale, get better margin going forward, uh, you know, it looks like an interesting business for sure. Now we're going to move on to our dog of the week. From our stars and dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. Uh, the company is Invictus MD Strategies Corp, symbol G-E-N-E, or Gene on the TSX Venture. It trades around $1.45, $135 to $140 million market cap. The stock is down roughly 20% over the past three weeks. So what does the company do? They own and operate two cannabis production facilities, both with sales licenses under the ACMPR in Canada, with the vision of producing a variety of high-quality and low-cost cannabis products to the global market as regulations permit. 
The company owns 50% of AB Laboratories located in Hamilton, Ontario, which owns 100 acres of land near Hamilton, Ontario, to be used for future cannabis cultivation. Via a recent proposed applicant acquisition, the company expects to have approximately 262,846,000 square feet of cannabis production capacity by the end of 2018 and 2019, respectively. So from 2018 to 2019, they expect to have tremendous growth in terms of uh, uh, capacity. Now, most importantly, perhaps, uh, the, cu- the culture, the culture perspective of the business. Gene Simmons of the rock band Kiss conveys the vision of Invictus as the chief evangelist officer of the company. This may sound a little cheesy, and it is in some certain respects, but it's probably a smart hire given the nature of the business here. What is driving the stock lower? On June 22nd, the company released its quarterly financials that showed top-line revenue growth but continued losses. Revenue came in at $1.3 million compared to about half a million, uh, up 163%. Net loss was $3 million. Now, it's reduced from where they were in terms of loss at this time last year, but $3 million is still a significant loss. Again, we remind you this company has a market cap of $135 million. And it's only doing about $1.3 million in revenue on the quarterly basis. Now, the general weakness in the company over the past three weeks and three months corresponds largely to general weakness in the cannabis segment over the past month. The continued losses could spook some investors. But for these growers, the current numbers are somewhat inconsequential until full-scale recreational sales move forward. The company currently has significant losses It does not fit our profile of the companies that we consider for a recommendation. And while the net loss is significantly less than the net loss that we saw in the same quarter last year, the overall loss over the past 12 months and the fact that the market cap stands, like I said, at 135 to 140 million for a business with quarterly sales in the range of 1.3 million, uh, it's too great to ignore these losses and it makes it the losses that we see in this stock over the past three weeks make Invictus our dog of the week. It's a pretty common theme that we're seeing with these with these cannabis stocks while we're doing our research for the cannabis report that the the sales relative to the market caps are are quite low. Yeah, astron- uh, at least this company has some low. sales, has yes, some licenses, yes. so that is that is a starting point and you really do have to look forward on these companies. Uh, with respect to what's going to happen once legalization occurs and how they're going to be able to ramp up their production and sales into the into the recreational market. But at the same time, you have to be realistic about those projections and understand that this is a limited market with a lot of players uh, that are already in it and, and several that are coming in. So uh, just to step back to the cannabis report, we're really looking for the strongest players, the most unique companies, the best position companies to to as as potential investments to insa- to excel in this yeah. industry long term. I mean, there was some good news out just in the last day or so from Invictus. They announced they signed an MOU or Memorandum of Understanding with the BC Liquor Distribution Branch or the LDB to supply the province with a selection of premium cannabis products at um, at for the upcoming recreational marketplace. You know, it's positive announcement. Uh, we just do not know how many sales that will lead to, how many, what the competition will be. And we do see, as growers in this industry, as more and more become licensed, we do see a scenario where there's a squeezing profit margin 
and making only, like Aaron said, the low-cost producers potentially the profitable ones. That's why we have to look at the best companies positioned if you're on the grower side to, ha- to have a low cost and still make a profit. So it, we believe that it can become commoditized uh, for really basic cannabis crops. It will become somewhat commoditized. I mean, the ties to Gene Simmons here are probably a positive given the sales of various can- cannabis products will end up likely being a marketing exercise as, as is with the sale of, say, you know, spirits or beer or anything like that, alcohol. It becomes a really a branding is key. So, I, you know, potentially that is a feather in the cap of this company having Gene Simmons on. I'm not sure how active he actually is within the company, though. I would prefer well, Snoop Dogg, I'll just say. And I think he not is involved with a number Simmons, of U.S. But... companies, so those two could compete, right? They could definitely compete for the cannabis su- supremacy. I'm sure they will. But we have a full report coming out on this industry in the next several weeks, and uh, we'll look at every publicly listed company that has any exposure to this sector in Canada Uh, There's a lot of pretenders, and hopefully we'll find a couple at least that are contenders, not just pretenders in this sector. That wraps it up for this week. I'd like to thank Aaron for co-hosting with me. I'd like to remind all of our listeners to keep submitting your questions to our Your Stock, Our Take segment. We love your questions and feedback, so give us our feedback on iTunes or on SoundCloud like us on Facebook, or just become a client and get our full paid research on a weekly basis. Thank you again, Aaron. Profitable investing. Thank you, Ryan. Profitable investing.